Ready? I'm in love with the shape of tails. <laughs> Christ! <laughs> Just bringing that song in. Full circle. Full circle. Hello, and welcome to Rhythm and Pixels, a video game music podcast. This is episode 33-8, and we're your hosts. My name is Rob Nichols. And I'm Pernil. And every week, I swear, I thought you were going to say Harry Styles just now. I should have. <laughs> Edit it in. I'm Harry Styles. <laughs> and every week, we listen to... Start it over. Every week, we listen to great <laughs> video game music from all consoles and all generations. We pick a topic, we pick some music, and and we have some fun. Last week, we had some family on the show. That's right. Family matters. Carl Winslow came on to the show. Yeah, Eddie. No, Eddie. No, Eddie didn't come on the show. Wasn't He's there too a, cool for? Us. Wasn't yeah, yeah. Eddie was the cool guy. Was didn't he have like a friend who was like the bad boy? He had like a name. Well, he used to be the bad boy, and then they made him like the like he was like no, nah, it was the dumb. It was like two bullies, but they were both stupid. What were their names? But then one of them became his friend. That was Waldo Geraldo Faldo. That's his name, Waldo. Waldo Geraldo Faldo. I, I, all I could think was cockroach from from that was Cosby, Cosby show. show. Yeah. I can't remember what the other bully's name was because he got phased out very quickly. Oh, yeah. Because he wasn't interesting, but Waldo was a great I, I can only ever remember him in the episode where they do the Urkel dance. Yeah. And then the, and they got him to drink. The Urkel dance is your chance to do the Urk. So, technically, drinking did make him cool. <laughs> and then <laughs> Rachel's place burned down, so that was a bad move. Oh, well, yeah, that's not a good look for anybody. Mm-mm. Anyway. <laughs> But no, we need to we need to jump off. We have some uh, information off, off of your family, right, Darnell? Oh yeah. So last week he was talking about potentially trying to get a PlayStation Five eventually, and then lo and behold, I want to say yesterday, or at the time of the recording, not the release of the show, he because that would be future tense. He was able to acquire one somehow, and I'm very very happy for him mm-hmm. because he was really excited to get it. But in the back of my mind, I'm still thinking, but you didn't even know what games you wanted to get for it. But he yeah. is getting the bundle that comes with Horizon. So even though he's never played Zero Dawn, he is likely going to start playing Forbidden West. So maybe that'll get him interested in play Zero Dawn. Yeah, but it's a that, great game. Yeah, but at that point he'll be seeing what already happens in Zero Dawn, the big twist. Which admittedly, I know the big twist, and I haven't played through Zero Dawn. So is it a twist that I'll never finish it? Probably. But that, 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 that <laughs> I'm actually real. I realize actually, I'm just. I like well, get back to that one. Freaking deja vu, crap. What? I had this conversation before, but no, maybe I didn't. Anyway. The idea that I feel like I'm in the situation now where I have more games I want to play than time to play them, mm-hmm. and also the ability to even organize them into a cohesive order of which to play them is surprisingly complicated. It's a first world problem, no denying that. Yeah, but you're deciding like which one to go next. Yeah, right? like, uh, like what order do you do them all in? Like right now, alphabetical. I now I have Hell Pie, which I want to finish. Never thought I'd say that, but here I am. I want to finish Hell Pie. Slice of Hell Pie. Hell Pie, man. Uh, There's that. I'm ready to finish Monster Boy and the Cursed Kingdom Mm because I keep telling myself, just get over the end end game concern and just run through the game. You're so, so close. Um, There's that. Then there's the obviously the Trails of Cold Steel series, which could easily be two years by themselves. Yes. Dragon Quest XI, that's another one that could be forever. I want to get back to Stranger of Paradise, Final Fantasy. Uh, that was a game that I surprisingly enjoyed. Mm-hmm. It's not quite Muso because they keep the enemy population to a reasonable level. Uh, and the enemies aren't stupid either. Oh, speaking game. of that, did you ever do the uh, Persona Strikers? Did you finish that one? Never finished that one. I tell myself over and over I should go back and do that because the game battles bored me, but the story and the music was fantastic. Mm. Cause Which is crazy because in Persona 5, base, regular Persona 5, like the battles are awesome. But they're turn-based. 
Yeah, they're great. Strikers is a Musou game. Who wants to do, like, real fighting button presses? Tipping, no one. No, no one. No, I would. Action gameplay? Those are fun. Think but, of the past. But this is a Musou game. I know, I know. It's a little different. It's a little, it's Everyone's a mindless and just kind of running around. It's a lot of different. <laughs> I put it on hard mode for that reason. I was like, maybe the monsters will be smarter. No, they just hit harder when the rare case they do attack you. Uh, and then bosses become a thing where they just kill all of your party members and you have to fight them as Joker by yourself. Ooh. Because nobody's able to be well managed because they just fight on their own and get killed quickly. But, you know, so, so the, I have what, a lot of games. So then what have you, uh, what was the last thing you played then? Help I. Help I. Oh, okay, Help I. So, or, or, or is it pronounced Help E? Help. <laughs> I said, take that back. Actually, I, last night I installed a memory extension to my PlayStation 5. So now I have two terabytes additional memory in there. I saw that. And uh, I started jumping around games I had stored on that. Uh, so, Anno. You already moved your games from the PS4 to the PS5. Is that how that Not works? Yet. I haven't done that yet. Oh, okay. I plan to use a external hard drive. I'm just concerned if it's fast enough to use for this purpose. But a four terabyte external hard drive to put all of my files from the PS4 onto it, and then plug the external hard drive into the PlayStation 5 and run all of my games exclusively off of the external hard drive. Depending on the connection, I think you'll be fine. That's the I'm hoping so. I mean, it couldn't hurt to try. I mean, technically, that's what I do with my Xbox. Most of my games are on a two terabyte external on there. So, from what I understand, and I'm hope I'm, I'm I might be talking out my butt, but from what I understand, it has internal like RAM enough that it loads off the disc and then runs off the RAM. So it's not like constantly pulling off the disc. Yeah, but that's yeah. the thing. That's on the disc. I'm talking PS4 primarily downloaded games. Yeah. So downloaded games, there's no disc to read off of. Oh, oh, you're, yeah. talking the, you're, talking the, oh you're talking about the hard drive disc. Right, the one that you're concerned about. Duh. <laughs> yeah, I'm no, thinking no, CDs. No, no, I know. I or just say, DVDs. When or I say whatever. disc, what I really mean is anything. <laughs> this is reading <laughs> off of a doodad. I don't know why this is so confusing, Purdell. But this could be many forms. It could be anything. But yeah, like I was playing Anno Mutinium, whose name I always mispronounce. <laughs> yeah. Eternus Noctis, which I kind of booted up again just mm. to mess with. Uh, again, Stranger of Your Paradise, I booted that up again. I just started booting up a bunch of random games that are on the system because I realized that in the, at that time, though admittedly I was also really sleepy, so it doesn't help, I was having trouble saying, I'll start playing this game right now. I didn't want to play anything. Mm. And I was concerned just because I'm getting old. Like, does being old mean I suddenly hate video games now? That some, would be scary. Just some direction, you know, because once you get started. One direction. Ah, full circle. <laughs> we're back, we're back around. Ah, that's a great song, One Direction. <laughs> um, it's a band. It's a band. Yeah, I know it's a band. Oh, I can't remember that. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Yeah, so I had some family visiting, and then suddenly um, my my run of Super Metroid kind of came to like a halt. No! And then um, I haven't been back to it because I've been doing other projects. You should live stream Super Metroid. I should live stream Super Metroid. I could just do it right from the box. You I'll, could. I could just bring up a that, that camera that doesn't work down here and just, just do it from that. And honestly... You'll you see me on my couch playing Super Metroid going, this is the greatest game ever. How come no one's ever talked about it? I'll be honest. <laughs> if you end up pulling that off, I'd have genuinely no excuse to not live stream it. Definitely. Like, Rob could do it. There's no reason why it's I just can't the, do the it. The computer's already got OBS or whatever on it. It doesn't really matter. And it's just plugged right into the router. So Well, that is not... For me, it's not be that. A, that would be a one, two, three. That would be a fourth computer in the house running OBS. <laughs> it's a lot of OBS. It's a lot. I mean, to me, the challenge is just the whole playing a game while trying to make up dialogue. Like, I always joke about this in a teasingly manner where, like, say, for, like, someone like Markiplier will be playing a horror game. Yeah. And he's, like, exploring the house, but he has to keep up appearances. Like, he's talking to people constantly. He's like, walk down the hall. Oh, yeah. Now yeah, I'm yeah. going to look. At, ooh, you that's need, a dresser drawer. You need a partner. 
What's in the dresser? Like you could, I I can't I'm see you dresser. doing a podcast on your own. Well, I could even do that because on your own, it, like, it would suck more. But you could, I could still be like, okay, I have a dialogue I want to get out. So in this episode, I'm going to talk about this. Now right. moving on, but with a video game is different. You have hours of space you need to fill. Yeah, and it's almost the equivalent of like sitting next to someone on the couch and having no conversation taking place without a movie. You, got, you have to improv everything for everything. a long time. That's why I think it's better with two people because then you can just like bounce off each other. And then also. You know what? You don't have to be like the AAA best streamer ever. You can have periods of silence. I don't know how that would work. I feel like I'd have that awkward sense of silence. Like, I need to talk more. That's why I wish Matt was like, his kids were like either independent or <laughs> just just as likely to do it. Because I feel like Pernell and Matt play games. That was a thing. That was a good thing. Though we never built up an audience. I feel like that was a good thing. Yeah. And it would have been nice to just kept doing that. Like, hey, let's just play this game. Cause, but every once in a while, we'll, like, we'll put something up. But we never had consistency, so you couldn't really build an audience without consistency. Well, anytime we've done it, I've always really enjoyed it. We just got to get doing it. Yeah, it's been. Yeah. we did it twice. We did it twice. It was fun. Yeah, it was definitely fun. But you had to leave early. Like, I got to go. Like, no! <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> oh, for that thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, like, we did it for the, for the, for the podcast. We did this and, live uh, Oh, that time I won at track and field on all the events. I remember yeah. that. He crushed me in Kirby Star Golf. <laughs> Star, Kirby Dream Course is the best. Yeah, Kirby Golf. Um, How Laboratories not revisiting that game is just it's, a, a, tr- it's a I, blasphemous. The only event. time it's ever come back was the fan-related game for Game Grumps. So like past that, like there's been nothing. Yeah, like it's such a cool game. Yeah, they're, 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 they screwed the pooch on us. Like here's another 2D Kirby platform. Like give me Kirby Golf. They've done Mario so- can recycle golf over and over again. Granted, they do a lot of weird stuff with Kirby, with like with the yarn and all that stuff. But that their core are still 2D platformers. Yeah. They used to actually do weird stuff with Kirby, uh, and no, then they yeah. stop. Roll them around on your Game Boy by tilting your Game Boy around. Kirby so, tilt and tumble. Okay, so let's make Kirby go this direction. Okay, can't see him anymore. <laughs> it was a cool thought that just it would have been better on a system that had light. Yeah, exactly. Or like, or like maybe the um, the screen was on the gyroscope, so you could keep seeing it. Yeah, that would have been nice. But like, I mean, I'm, I'm coming up with like random inventions now. Maybe if you were in the gyroscope, if you were in one of those like human gyroscopes, you know, where your arms are. Oh, that's an arcade. That's an arcade machine, which would be really. And you put fun. the screen in front of you, and you're like, okay, make Kirby go up. And you have to like spin around. <laughs> you just people throwing up all over the place. You are Kirby. <laughs> but now they have a, a freaking Fall Guys Kirby variant coming out. Oh, really? And everybody Kirby balls rolling around eating cake. Fall Guys was fun. I mean, I played that for a while. I thought about it, but I'm like, I can't bring myself to do the whole running around on this obstacle course thing. That's, that's it sounds cool, but just something about it just didn't click for me. Uh-huh. Maybe it was the whole purchasable costume. I say that as I'm preparing to buy multiverses or, I'm sorry, download multiverses. I was happy to just be like the one red guy just trying his best. Trying to survive. He's doing his best. All right, so this week we are revisiting Sonic the Hedgehog. And I thought about it too. Like We could totally do like three more episodes We could do this. an entire... Like a year of Sonic music. Well, I was thinking about more spe- <laughs> specifically related to the eras, eras or the right. blocks of Sonic games because we did Sonic Origins in mm-hmm. reference to the the game release. Right. This episode we're doing portable Sonics, only portable Sonic games. Portable Sonic games, not ports to the portable system. Yes, portable consoles. Unless the music was very very different in some way, but like we're talking about like games made specifically for the portable consoles. So really. You know, nowadays we have the Switch, which is portable in its own right. So this is anything up to, like, the 3DS. Yeah, yeah. but then you figure if you were to say beyond that, what's mm. next? We could still do, like, 
Middle Modern Sonic, which is the Sonic Adventure games and possibly the Sonic Storybook series. Then you can have the Modern Sonic, which would be like Sonic Lost World and Sonic Generations and yeah, Sonic, Sonic, Sonic Unleashed. The Werehog. Yeah, the Unleashed. And then there's one more after that, which would be like freaking Sonic... Attempted modern Sonic, which is like Sonic Forces, okay. and then uh, Att- attempted modern Sonic. Attempted modern Sonic. We gotta get something hybrid, that hybrid Sonic. Hybrid. Yeah. We could do like Sonic fan games, like an entire like week devoted to fan games. Problems I have to go around and play those. Like the only one I've ever played was like mm. the after the sequel, and that T. I think I put the track on the show before. It was I this, think so. Yeah, it was a like Cyan City. That level of music was so good. But this week is it's just the handheld stuff. So we're talking. Um, they used the Game Gear. Um, had a bunch of handheld Sonic games. There was the... Then um, we went to what? The, the, the Game Boy Advance. Nothing until the Game Boy Advance. Yeah, Sonic... So that's the thing. So Sonic had a bit of a dry spell after Sonic Adventure 2. Yeah, we were... D- people there were what? done with the blue blur. They were... They well, were people blurred. weren't. Sega was. They were blurred had, they, out. All they had was Sonic Heroes, if I'm not mistaken. There might have been like some like weirdies in there, but Sonic Adventure... Sonic Heroes was the only one I can recall. Right. And that game has some problems, despite me out, liking it. Which came out first, the the Dreamcast Chicken. or the Advance? The Egg. I the Dreamcast came out first. It's the Dreamcast. That's what I thought. Okay, I'm just making sure, like my timeline and my brain is correct. Mm-hmm. So, like, so we got 3D Sonic before we got Sonic Advance. That's correct because they needed to have some Sonic games in the pipeline, mm-hmm. and they weren't being produced. So Dimps came along and said, "I can make good games," and they succeeded. So what was exciting for me then was not that I played them, but the Sonic Sonic went back to 2D platforming mm-hmm. on the handheld. Yes. After doing a little toe dip into 3D before going into the deep end. Toe dip, nothing. Right. He was submerged. He submerged, yeah, exactly. He was held down. <laughs> he was all in the cannon's core and then some. Tails is like, you want more? You want more? <laughs> Holding his head down. He's like... Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking the music. That's the... That's the <laughs> the iron bubble. bubble. Yeah, that's the bubble. Um, so, yeah, we're going to listen to some awesome handheld sonic tunes. What do you think? I, I, I guess, I, guess so. <laughs> I suppose. You suppose? All right, I'm going to start with what we were talking about before the show, and that's going to be Sonic Drift for the Sega Game Gear. I think this, I think it was the sequel that got uh, a U.S. release. It was called like Sonic Drift Racing, which is like the sequel, but it's uh, Sonic Drift 2. I think it was just Sonic Drift 2. Just Sonic Drift 2? I don't know. It was hard to tell. I know some of them got ported on like a Sonic collection later. Yeah, you're not talking to the microphone anymore either. <laughs> I guess I am. The microphone's right there. Um, man. All right. So here we go. Uh, uh, we're going to listen to the track. It's the Starlight Course composed by Yaoi Wachi. Sonic Drift for the Game Gear. Starlight uh, Racing? Yeah, Starlight 
course from Sonic Drift for the Game Gear, composed by Yoi Wachi. Um, the, the the music on the Game Gear sounds very familiar to the Master System because I believe it's the same hardware. So you've got uh, it's two no I think it's two or three pulse wave channels, and then you've got the noise channel. I like to call the Sega Master System beatbox system. Going. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. I mean, it's, to me, it sounds like there's someone like doing like this '80s beatbox routine in the background. Um, but I picked this one because it's it's very different from the other tracks, and it's got like this kind of prog rock little interlude right there. It's a short track. I mean, they're all short, but it just sounds really interesting. It's a lot of like yeah, high pitched kind of whistling sounds. And it's interesting to me because it's perfectly blunt. I've not listened to very much Game Gear music at all. Yeah, we it's, try to. You try to avoid the Game Gear, right? You hear a Game Gear. Like, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far, <laughs> but I didn't own a Game Gear back in the day. Same with the Atari Lynx. Yeah. I didn't own that, so I had no history with it. And yeah. I, when I would look at images in magazines, I never felt like I was missing out, quote-unquote. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't that they were bad. It was just, I don't really need this. I'm good with my Game Boy and this spinach green look. Yeah, and it just destroyed the batteries. I had a friend who had a Game Gear, and he lent it to me for a while. And all he had was, like, the Sonic game that was on it and Columns. And so I played a lot of that. But Sonic was, like, Columns is great. It was just just a port of Sonic. And um, actually, my friend Bill, during high school, yeah, during high school, he had an Atari Lynx. I think he found it at a garage sale or, like, a flea market and picked it up. And he was like, look at this weird thing, (laughs) you know? Atari Lynx. Like, I I can't even think of too many people. I've never met a person that waxed positive nostalgic for the Lynx. It was ahead of its time as far as, like, the power of the system and the screen itself. Like, it it was really, really ahead. It was just not executed great. I was about to say, why do you think it failed then? Had, like, no games on it. It was Atari. (laughs) (laughs) Atari screwed it up. (laughs) That was a cool idea, though. Um... But yeah, so embody the spirit of a lep- of an actual Lynx into your console. But well, I probably took a lot of Lynx farming to pull that off. Well, I mean, they they stayed with the cat theme with the Atari Jaguar. That is true. Yeah, the Atari Jaguar had Rayman, and that's all I cared I about. What if they made another system? What would it be? Like the Atari turd. <laughs> the Atari uh, I don't know cat. I <laughs> <laughs> just call it the cat system. The Atari Garfield. <laughs> the Atari Garfield. It just it just hates Mondays. I don't know, guys. Yeah. <laughs> But like yeah, I I don't it, it, this this too it's too popular at this point. I can't really picture them making a new system at this point unless it's one of those. Mis- As I think they are doing this now. That I think about it, like one, one of those nostalgia consoles, like little mini ones, where it's like uh, it includes so many things. And, well, and I know they know they have that. No, they have that yeah. one that right. They like they they're redoing the 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 VCS system. It's like um, Atari. What's it called? Atari new system. Look at me Google this thing. Watch it. Come up. Bam. Atari VCS. It's a completely modern gaming and video game computer system blending the best of consoles and PCs Whoa. featuring a stunning new Atari hardware design. It looks... So they are attempting to get back into the scene. They are. Yeah. Here it is. It, I mean, honestly, I think it's going to be geared towards like um, indie games and then just like playing the old classics. It's going to have a pad. It's going to have like the, the old school like... I truly do wonder how this is going to stick. Because as far as I'm concerned, this market is so inundated. I'm cool with the idea of competition because having just these three... It also works as a home computer. I think it's just like a big-ass Raspberry Pi. Well, that could work. (laughs) That looks like a cool Atari system, like like, like a classic Atari system. All right, so the fastest animal on Earth. Yes. Put them in a car. 
Just put them in a car. Never understood it. I hated it. I yeah. Did. I mean, I, I did eventually come to like Sonic All-Star Racing and All-Star Racing Transform just mm. because they're great games in their own right. But conceptually, it never made sense to me that Sonic would want to get in a car <laughs> when he's going to he can easily outrun a car. Yeah, you might find yourself saying, well, yeah, but he wants to have an even sense of competition against other people who have the same limitations he's got. In which case, I guess I can kind of see that. But I just can't. <laughs> find the feeling of enjoyment where you're going I could totally because generally when you're racing in a car I feel like a good chunk of the excitement comes from the rush of driving that fast right going that fast yeah so it's not just the competition it's going that fast as part of the competition but Sonic runs faster than that to get a hot dog for lunch (laughs) so to actually get into a car that slows him down no way there are scenes in this new Sonic movies where he's hanging out with Clark Kent and they're eating <laughs> Clark, no, no, Cyclops. The Cyclops. And they're eating food and they're driving in a car. He's just hanging out with them in the car. But that's different though. He's just driving with the friend oh, because from the friend point A to point B. The friend can't run with Sonic. He can't carry him. Yeah, he can't carry him, so they ride in the car together. Huh. But if Sonic were just getting from point A to point B by himself, he would not drive there. He yeah. would run there. I would say put Sonic behind the car and have him push. That wouldn't help. He would just rip the car through. <laughs> he would just tear right through it. Even, and I mean just that, but it's like then we're getting the physics at this point. Like he, he doesn't. I mean, he's fast, but he's not that strong. So if he started from point base zero right. and started running very fast, he's not going to push the car. If he slammed into the car, he would tear through the car with his whole sonic spin ball I'm, speed. I, I'm bit. not saying like put him behind the car and spin dash. I'm saying like doing like this slow kind of ramp up. He can't ramp up because he still would have to have the ability to push the car. Yeah. He doesn't have the strength to do it. He would need the running start and use the force of his speed to slam into the car, so and he would either die or <laughs> he would rip through the car through a spin dash. So there was Sonic R, right? That was on the Saturn, right? Yes. Was, like, they just they ran. It was a running race. Yes. They controlled like weird cars. Yeah, that, their controls in that game were abysmal. It's very, very strange. But everybody's supersonic racing. The music was fantastic. Oh, the music so was we, great. we forgave it. Yeah, well, I'll take the soundtrack any day. Um, but the... I don't know. I'm just trying to figure out, like... What's so appealing about a car? Like, what was so appealing about a car that Sonic was like, I'm not going to run this race? My only thought would literally be, crap, I said that word, is the fact <laughs> that he wanted to be on even kilt competition with people who couldn't run otherwise. Like, right. if you can't, he wants to race, but none of the competition can run as fast as him. So he has to neuter himself in a way that he can be on par with the people he can run with and then still beat them. Okay, so it's, it's a car. Like, it's all like capping. Because so, Tails can't run as fast He as handicaps him. himself right. by getting in a car. Knuckles can't run as fast as him. That is correct. Eggman can't run as fast as him. Which I always found funny still because he's supposed to be the fastest yeah. thing alive, but then you get games like Sonic Heroes where they're all running in tandem. Yeah, like, they just catch up. <laughs> they're, just, they're rolling with him like, you're not that fast if Tails can keep up with you. That's your whole gimmick is speed and tails. The genius two-tailed flying fox can keep up with you. Well, I mean, Sonic can run super fast. He can even uh, grind on rails, but he can't drift. He can't run and, like, drift. So maybe actually, that's he, uh, 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 maybe actually in, a, in the future episode, we'll come to realize he actually can't drift. Oh, man. Uh, well, you know what? Modern Sonic can drift. Monix, yeah. <laughs> Can't believe it. <laughs> Modern Sonic and You're drift and grind. Should drift and grind. Um, yeah, because before we were talking like, you know, maybe he would want to be on a skateboard. Can right? you imagine the shoe structure he's got to have? Well, I mean, the that's power of those sneakers. Magical shoes. They're very they're, magical. Those shoes. are like the MC Hammer magical shoes. Remember the MC Hammer cartoon? Oh he yeah. Puts on the magical man. shoes, turns into a hammer man, 
Was it magical shoes or magical pants? They were shoes. I'll be doing hammer man. You, it should have been the pants though, right? Well, that'd be a little more difficult to put on in a precarious situation. I um I was at the record store. We have we have a, a, a cool like second secondhand record store down here called Jupiter Records, and I bought some new albums. And, and in it, I found um, MC Hammer. Not the whole album. It was like one of his singles, like in between "Please Hammer, Don't Hurt Him" and something else. Hammer hurt him. Yeah, it's, yeah, hammerhead. <laughs> hey, please, hammer, don't hurt him. And I was like, was maybe I should buy it. Damn it, hammer, you but hurt then, him. But they also had um, a third base. Remember third base? Nah, I pop, only got the pop, first for the pop, most part. Pop goes the weasel. More like I got mostly the first base. First base, yeah. Um, and then, but a bump. Crap, I'm terrible. Um, and old. And that was, what was it? Was it? Um, was it Bell Biv DeVoe? Ain't nobody humping around. I don't even remember that song. Man, I remember all those songs. I remember like 10-year-old Robbie Nichols singing them songs all the time. Well, you know what? My <laughs> mind is popping. Whereas I'm going, Simpson, Simpson, Simpson's quote. Well, that's what happened to me. There's my music knowledge. We do. There's my song. What is your first handheld track? The first track I'm going to pick comes from a game called Sonic Rush Ethno. Circus. No one's listening to me. No one that's listening to this knows that theme or that rhythm. So um, I'm just going <laughs> to say the actual term. Um, this comes from the game Sonic Rush. It's a track that I'm surprised I never picked for the show because I really, really thought I did. Um, but this track is called Ethno Circus, and it was composed by Hideki Naganuma. Oh, wow. Um, and this is for the Advance? Yes. Okay. No, no, the DS. Oh, it's on the DS. Okay, cool. Listening to Ethno Circus from the game Sonic Rush, released on the Nintendo DS console, released um, composed by Hideki Naganuma. So this song game is crazy. It's fantastic. It's, it's my favorite track in the game, hands down. It's so awesome. Though admittedly, that's a hard choice to make because the entire OST is just. Did he do the whole thing? Sick. The entire oh, thing. Oh man! So when this game first got released and I bought it. Originally, I wasn't very comfortable with the OST. I was because I felt like it wasn't Sonic mm-hmm. because 
at the core initially it isn't. Yeah, it's not. It's nothing like any. It's nothing like any of the other games. This is this is this is Hideki Nakanuma. Like if you played this, I would know exactly who this was. Yes. Yeah. Now, as I played into it more, I started getting more and more okay, more comfortable with it. But when I got to this stage, just the third area in the game, I was like, "Yep, this is the one. This is the one that got me in. I'm sold." And again, the OST is just great. Like I was playing this game last night actually, <laughs> and it got me nostalgic for it. But it also reminded me. Of a few things. So, Sonic Advance had this problem, and I'm positive the Game Gear ones had to have had this problem. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I even said the um, the Genesis games had this problem. That being that Sonic's trademark is his speed. People want to go fast as Sonic. However, this is also a platformer with hazards, which means there are enemies that are going to be in your way and spikes and the such. Yeah. But if you're running fast, you might not have time to react because they don't give you enough room on the screen to outright just run that fast right. and react to things showing up unexpectedly. And very often, like you're running towards like a wall where there's spikes just pointing directly at you in the first place. Yep. Yeah. So you're going to get screwed. So what this game did, and it pretty much started what became what people started referring to as the boost, the the, the boost era of Sonic, mm-hmm. where he got he got a boost meter. Whether by doing tricks in the air or by doing tricks while grinding, you could build up tension tension points. You can use those to do a speed burst. And while bursting, you go much faster, and you blow through any enemies you come across. You just smash through them, which essentially removed the stress and concern of being able to stop and avoid an enemy. Yeah, you just I, burn right I, through I can let you keep your momentum then. Oh, that's cool. Is this, was this a 3D game or a no, side, 2D. side scroller? Ooh. So it was a 2DS game, and what they did was they had they took the screen and stretched it upwards. Mm-hmm. So you still had the same view going left to right. Yeah. But now you had twice the height range. Rocks could fall from the top screen. You have to be prepared for them to come to the lower screen. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're always doing kind of innovative stuff with the, the two screens that they have, but that that's cool. Yeah. It was a great... I mean, it, we've, been, a, we've, been, we've been playing Sonic on, like, three, four ratio screens for decades at this point. So. But whether it's my age or because I got used to playing, you know, modern Sonic on, you know, consoles that could be played on my massive TV, yeah. going back to Sonic Rush, I'm like, how was I ever good at this? Because I'm sitting there running around of tension. It's like, whoop, I just got bopped by a guy. He just it's stood hard. there. I don't to react. I went back to play Sonic 3 and it was it was it was tough. It was really really tough. But even with that in mind though, like the game still very fun. Like I did, I messed around with this level which is called Mirage Road. I messed around with Huge Crisis which is him running across a battleship. And then I messed around a little bit more with uh what was it? Altitude Limit which is basically you like on like a weird sky base, and you're like hang gliding and stuff. It's a really weird level. And it has a track that also plays in the menu, in the options menu, which is kind of funny. But it's such a good track, you don't care. Oh, I, this I, is what you need. The dot, see what you don't see. Yeah, it's he's always doing like, like like this little guitar part right here. He's always doing some interesting sampling of just like you know guitar guitars he would do, right? But then they, he would take all these vocal samples, just like snip them all together, like all the stuff in um in, in Jet Set Radio. Mm-hmm. It's all these crazy samples thrown together, and you're like. I can dance to this. It's actually kind of surprising that, I mean, unless it's of his own choice, that he's not mo- more prolific in BGM composition. What I mean by that is not so much that his music's not remembered, because his music is very much remembered, 
but that he's not he hasn't composed for more games. Yeah, isn't as prolific as like some other composers that we've seen yeah. in, in some other franchises. You would think he'd have yeah. work year round. I don't know. Yeah, I mean maybe he's maybe he's just busy doing other work. Maybe maybe he's got a family for now. <laughs> maybe he drives an Uber on the weekends. He, he is pretty much a Twitter <laughs> troll these days. He's got time. <laughs> That's true. Well, that, exactly. Like he's he's got a family. He's well, he's like I can't compose. But I can get on Twitter, Twitter and mess with people. <laughs> he's got a Twitter family. Uh, I love this. This is really this is this might be one of my favorite songs of the um, of the episode. I like it a lot. It'll come back on the year anniversary. I hope so. Um, all right. So my next track is coming from the game. Oh, my hands covered in ink. What was I thinking? Uh-oh. Is that me or you? That's all me from uh, this ink pen. I thought maybe I gave you a, like a bad pen. Nah, I'm just bad with clicking <laughs> pens. <laughs> all right, the next one is from the game Sonic Battle for the Game Boy Advance. This is composed by Tatsuyuki Maeda, Kenichi Tokoi, and Hideki Kobayashi. We're going to listen to the track, Give Me Shelter. to the track Gimme Shelter It's Just a Shot Away <laughs> from a Sonic Battle for the Game Boy Advance composed by Tatsuki Maeda Kenichi Takoi and Hideki Kobayashi one or a combination of all three worked on this jam this is a funky jam I wanted to play my my weird kind of hip hop beat <laughs> after your Hideki Naganuma track just kind of fits together ah oh. This is one of the games I always kind of wish I purchased. It's got like in all of these games, not all, of them, but most of them, like they they inter- introducing like a new character in the Sonic universe. Like, and this one's got it's he's like a sniper or something. He looks like a was he a crocodile? No, I think he asked. He was already in the franchise. Yeah, yeah. He, was, he came from uh, Knuckles Chaotix. Oh, did he? Okay, okay. Uh, I want to say the guy they introduced was like the little robot guy, Get Emerald. I'm looking it up. I don't just remember his name. <laughs> no, I never, it's just, I never it's just funny to me because, like, instead of cha- like the chaos emeralds, right? So they made little chaos, chaos, or you know, it's C H A O. But his, the, 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 his friend is not emerald; it's emerald. Emerald. <laughs> oh, he's no friend. He's a monster. I don't think I'm trying to confuse by those. No. Like, I'm looking at this is that it has silver in it. I, I still and I thought silver was introduced in Sonic 2006, but maybe I was wrong. Well, if you read the comics, I bet you like they were all introduced at some point, and then they just kept pulling them from the comics. That's possible. And then also, I never played Knuckles Chaotix. If my like, I just assume if I see a character I don't recognize, he was in that game. <laughs> okay, no, no, I feel better so now. Funny. I was seeing an image that just had a bunch of fan versions of the characters, but Emer- um, uh, what's his face is actually not in this. Silver's not in this game. Oh, okay. If these are the characters that I expected to see in the game. So this makes more sense. Silver was introduced 
and Sonic 2006. I know way too much about Sonic, um, but that's okay with there's me. A, there's a lot to know. I, I really don't. I'll say this, though. like I think his speed was a big important thing, like a selling point for sure, but I think it was his attitude that really like was like what he hung his hat on. If he, if he wore a hat. Oh, yeah. Well, he wears quills. He, the, the, also, his quills. They never talk about his quills. What well, kind of shot quills out of his back into things? Well, the thing is, he'd have to turn around to do that. Oh, he's, yeah. all, he's all about going forward. He, yeah, but he just flips. Yeah. and his, Anytime he jumps, he, he can't even do a normal jump. He are, has to flip. Are you saying, well, well I guess he, they could have had so if he was in the air, he could press a button and fire quills yeah. out of his back. But then I, that I, would be. I think it's why he's always wearing cartoon gloves, because he can stab himself. <laughs> I guess it would make some sense. I don't know. I always don't understand. I never understand why he doesn't wear goggles. Goggles would be, yeah. They could, he would get like things in his eyes. Yeah, his, a, his teeth would be full of bugs. Like I genuinely love robot, robot bugs. I will admit, <laughs> I always I had a problem with like, suspending disbelief as I got older, more and more. But this is one of those things I feel like as a uh, kid I still even depressing. Oh my it's God. not depressing. That's <laughs> a fact. We lose our childlike sense of wonder. Yeah, well. I probably had it sooner, but I feel like with Sonic, I kind of always had that vibe where mm. he's running this fast, he's doing these things, mm-hmm. and yet I can't even ride my bike while getting mosquitoes in my eyes. Yeah. This guy's running at the speed of freaking light or sound, <laughs> and nothing, he's never like, oh, crap, he's all this good. Like, never understood it. I drove to Tennessee once. You should see the state of my car by the time I got there. It was covered in stuff. Yeah, so, but not that Sonic, not that. I guess he gets like wind resistance or something. I don't yeah. know. Maybe oh, he just burns off of him. He's, he, I mean, he is an eco warrior. I think as he's running at the bugs, he's like saving them so fast, you can't even, you can't even see. Nah, he ain't got time. You ain't got time for that. And he ain't got time. He's got the attitude to do it. <laughs> I don't even want to imagine he's just like constantly flailing his arms in the air like that. I always thought like, again, like, Maybe it's just the era that I, I I grew up with Sonic. Like to me, Sonic is like the generation, the Gen X mascot, and the fact that like I like we at um at too many games, there's all these younger people that are like obsessed with Sonic. They love Sonic the Hedgehog. And I'm like, you're all millennials. You know, you're all kids. Like, what's going on? Oh, Sonic persisted. That's why yeah, Sonic persists. He's been around. He's still they're still making games, and even the bad games get fans. I want a shirt with him that just says, "I will never die." <laughs> die. I'll die where my creators you, let me. Yeah, you can't kill me. I'm yeah. marketable. Yeah, yeah, that's true. As long as he can make money. I read an interview with um with Keanu Reeves. He was he was at Comic Con and he was promoting the next John Wick movie. And they said, you know, you're getting older, and you've already made four of these movies. And I was gonna be the fourth one. When are you gonna finally decide to stop making these movies? And he says. I'll keep making them as long as they're profitable. Yeah. And I said, man, I love this guy. I also want to say, I remember <laughs> exactly. he said that he wants to play like an old Batman. That'd be great. I, yeah, I would, I would watch that. I thought, I thought he was going to play um, was gonna play Spike Spiegel in, in, in a Cowboy Bebop reboot at some point, ages ago, ages ago. He could. He could have done that. But he, he, he knows. Was. He still could. And I'm not blaming the cast on the on the new on the new series. For, I'm for blaming him. I, I I never met him, but I'm blaming him. <laughs> it's Keanu Reeves' fault. <laughs> That's on the other side of the T-shirt. It's it's Sonic saying you can't kill me in like that kind of cool weird scripted font font that people use in like a No Fear T-shirts and like a cross. Yeah, it's Sonic with a cross. It says you can't kill me, and on the other side it says I blame Keanu <laughs> <laughs> for what? Yes, <laughs> yeah, everything. Honestly, the pandemic. All of it. Nah, it's Keanu. It's not Keanu. It's, I don't even know who I'd be. 
the, the, the wolf. The know. wolf, yeah. There's There are two Keanus inside of you for now. <laughs> oh, well, there it is. There it is. That There's, explains everything. One of them did it. All right, um, I've I've talked silly enough for a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, what's up? What's Which is amazing because you have no caffeine in your system. No right caffeine. This, yeah, no. this is pure nickels. I've had some herbal tea and a bottle of water. <laughs> what's next? All right, so this track comes from the game Sonic Rush Adventure. Um, the track title is for called Pirates Island, and it was composed by one or all of these people: Tomoya Otani, Siro, mm. yeah, Siro. Okamoto or Mariko Nanba. Welcome back. You're listening to Pirates Island from the game Sonic Rush Adventure, released on the Nintendo DS, composed by Tomoya Otani, Siro Okamoto, and Mariko Nanba. Mm, that's a good, good tune. I love, I love the crazy. 
Oh yeah, well, Pirate Island. Yeah, it has a very high seas adventure vibe mm-hmm. to it, which is kind of what this game does anyway. It's Sonic Rush essentially, just more Sonic Rush, but they decided to make it sort of a high seas adventure where you befriend a character named Marine. I guess she's a sort of Tanuki, I don't know, or Raccoon character. Anyway, she likes pirate. She she likes the. Let me see. This in a place called Windmill Village, mm-hmm. and you, for reasons of the narrative, I don't remember anymore. You start water ball, like jet skiing between islands, like exploring the ocean okay. and finding new islands to discover. Sometimes being an act like a traditional Sonic stage. Sometimes being like hidden like bonus islands that have like gem content and a few other like areas you can come across. You need to find actual materials. To build up your village and also improve the power of your ship. Everybody's supersonic crafting. They are crafting. You are very much crafting <laughs> in a Sonic game in All this right. case. Uh, different areas give you different resources. So for example, if you go to the Plant Kingdom, you might be able to find green gems there. So you got to redo the Plant Kingdom until you get enough green gems oh, or wow. whatever. So there's um, a lot to do. Surprisingly, it sounds like it, but or I don't maybe, think there is. Are you just grinding through the stages to earn more just to earn materials? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But this the whole, levels, this track is long. It's a long track. Oh, the levels themselves are still just as fun as they always mm-hmm. have been. This level I thought was always pretty good, which is why it kind of came to mind immediately to play this on the episode because this level is a very weird stage in that this is the last level in Sonic Rush Adventure. It feels very unlike a final stage in a Sonic game because, again, you're in a bright, colorful pirate fortress you're surfing on water jets and getting um, catapulted through walls. That is really cool. Yeah. And you surf what you you go underwater and you saw you swim with a dolphin. All right. It's a lot going on on this stage. Oh, so I mean, is the is, is the dolphin like also like a character? Does it like talk? And, no, like, just a like, random dolphin. Weird eyes. You, you, you like one part I remember doing like I, I, was, you know, I was playing this yesterday mm-hmm. too. Uh, you pretty much run forward, you go down, you jump through a bunch of rings that catapult you into the water, and you grab the fin of a dolphin, and the dolphin starts pulling you through the water, and you're trying to swim through hoops, and eventually <laughs> you hit the last hoop, it jumps out of the water, does a trick, and it launches Sonic off. You can keep doing tricks, uh, and, then, the and then he and gets behind running. the dolphin and pushes. No, he does not. I'm telling you, it'll work. That does not work. <laughs> How do you push underwater? He's fast. He's his underwater. Feet, he's not. His feet spin around. They're like um, propellers. Underwater. He's not. That works for tails. Tails could do that. Yeah. Tails. Tails would be like a submarine little propeller. And I still find that funny because I feel like he shouldn't be able to do that underwater because the water would pro- inhibit his spinning tails. He's, he's very powerful. This is really powerful. Very strong tails. I mean, he can fly. It. Good right. point. That's true. I don't understand tails. I mean, have you ever put a helicopter underwater? It's same thing. <laughs> well, one time. It was that one time. I that did. one time, yeah. They, 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 they won't allow you. It was expensive. To, they won't allow you on that airfield ever again. <laughs> or that ocean. Or, or, or the hospital. Oh, definitely the hospital. <laughs> definitely I'm the, the hospital. I'm their best customer. This is cool. So this, to me, as soon as you start playing it, I'm like, this is Sonic. Like This is classic Sonic music to me. It sounds like... The, the continuation of what the Sega Genesis to modern day Sonic kind of sounds like. It's fast and it's melodic. And it's kind of like it's cozy. It's a very cozy song. And then the adventure kicks in. Yeah, it's it's just it's just a good track overall. I'm I only think I wish this game had was more stages. Given all the whole I, the whole concept of high seas exploration and finding new places, be a lot more. Too. I wanted more levels. Yeah. More than they provided, that's for sure. Um, all right, so how do you feel? How how do you feel, Pernell, about going back to the Game Gear? 
hate it. All right, we're going to listen to Triple Trouble. <laughs> okay. the Sega, I don't know how you feel about the Sega Game Gear. You just battery stand it. Yeah, exactly. You just, just hundreds and hundreds of dollars of batteries gone. Just gone. Just gone. We're going to listen to the track um, Sunset Park Zone, Act 3 from Sonic the Hedgehog, Triple Trouble. Triple Trouble, that's fun to say. For the Sega Game Gear, composed by... We don't, we don't have the full name because they didn't list the full names at the credits of the game. Uh, Kyoto from Sonic the Hedgehog, Triple Trouble. track Sunset Park Zone Act 3 from Sonic the Hedgehog Triple Trouble for the Sega Game Gear composed by the artist Kyoto, at least the the, the pseudonym or, or, or aka alias Kyoto. Um, <laughs> I'm watching a little bit of the, the playthrough on, on YouTube. I always loved how at the end of the classic Sonic games it wasn't like you know, it didn't say, oh, finished, you got this many rings, this is your time. It was always Sonic got through Act 1. <laughs> Sonic, <laughs> like, he's like, Sonic survived Act 2. It just, I just, I think the wording is very funny to me. Got through it. He, he, he did, he did got through. Sonic got through therapy Act 1. <laughs> you know, what would therapy Sonic, Act 2 be? Sonic got through traffic. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, he would rip, he would outpace traffic. He would. Because traffic he gets through him. Because as we talked to you, he wouldn't be driving. Unless he was... Well, he'd be running just like motorcycles when they just cut through lanes. Or, or he, he um, to run fast, he needs a license. He, before he get his license, so he got a car. Who's going to tell me, who's going to tell him to go get a license? you got to catch him first. got to catch him. He's not going to be a fugitive, though. I mean, he does have attitude. He has to have the attitude to not do that. All he has to do is stop, <laughs> stop a, like you know five robberies in thirty seconds, and bam, he's covered. Um, anyway. I got sidetracked looking at Garbage Pail Kids over here, so I'm like, oh really? Hey, I'm trying to find the new Garbage Pail Kids at the store. It's such, it's such crap. It really is. The idea of chase cards and only certain stores sell certain boxes, <laughs> and the fact that I have to go to Walmart to get them, and I hate shopping at Walmart. So I was like, well, this is. guy was like, why do you not like Walmart? Like, I'm not even going to answer that. I just. Just want you to know I don't want to go looking for these cards, but I'm going to because I like garbage buckets too much to not look for them. So. You'll find them. You'll find them. Here's the hoping. Now I'm sitting here looking at this game on your screen too. I'm like, yep, this looks... It's tough. Sonic. First of all, it looks fantastic for 8-Bit Sonic on the Game Gear. It is a tiny screen. 
Yeah, like I don't, again, like I have trouble imagining people playing these games well. But then again, I can't say that so much because I was able to play them well at a time anyway. I just don't know how I did it. <laughs> They're tough. I mean, like you can hardly see in front of you. Now, the camera, what they were able to do with the camera, because the screen was so small, you can't see that far in front of you or behind you. And they made them pretty large. The sprite character for Sonic takes up maybe like an eighth of the screen almost. Maybe maybe not quite an eighth, but... You know, all the sprites are fairly large. Pretty large. So maybe what they uh, maybe it's a matter of like, he has the ability to go fast, but it, it's like an illusion of how fast he's actually going. Mm-hmm. Like he's actually, he's going at a pace where it's actually possible to keep up with what he's doing on the screen. Yeah, it does move a little bit slower. But, um, but everything is there. The physics is there. Like, the animation is there. And this music is really cool. It, I, I really liked how this song actually sounds a lot more like Ninja Gaiden mm-hmm. than uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> I can kind of see this being a Ninja Gaiden one. Yeah. But it's it's pretty cool. Um, again, it's it's got that kind of cool noise channel doing that kind of military beatboxy rhythm in the background. I really like it. Um, I, I, we have, I think this is probably the most Game Gear music we've ever played on the show. Maybe we should do a Game Gear episode topic one day. Yeah, I got just to, to force us to look for Game Gear music. Of course, neither of us have ever played any of the games, so that'll be a trip. Just like, almost like how like where like Ed Wilson does like his blind plays or something. Well, the um, I need to put more Game Gear music on our YouTube channel. So maybe I'll just start with just all the Sonic music. There you go. Uh, that'll be a hit. Title, title, whatever that level was called. Title Tempest or Title Forest. Title, title Panic. Title, Title Four. <laughs> Title Force. I mean, that sounds like a Sonic level. It does. All right. What's your... Um, Water Chasm. Water Chasm? Hydrosity. Uh, That's the name, darn it. It's Hydrosity. It is. It, it will be Hydrosity. No one can tell me it, different. It would be Hydro City if there was a space, space between in Bam. Hydro and City. My man. Yeah, that's exactly. right. There's yeah. no space. I don't even care if they ran out of space on the screen. It's <laughs> Hydrosity. Yeah. Spring Hill Zone is a spring space hill. I can say it's Hydrosity. <laughs> Hydroxide. Hydroxide. All right, what's your next track? All right, his actually going to come from a game that I've never played. It's just sitting in my shelf. Oh, you're, 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 you're playing it fast and loose like I do. Oh, yeah. This is very much fast and loose. I bought the game and never booted it up. <laughs> um, this comes from the game Sonic Chronicles The Dark Brotherhood, released on the Nintendo DS. <laughs> That's the craziest. Hey, Sonic had- Adventure, Sonic Drifting, The Dark Brotherhood. <laughs> <laughs> there was going to be a Chronicle. They want to Chronicle Sonic's Adventures. Oh, my God. They only did one, though. Um, this is called. This is the fourth battle theme for the game, and it is composed by Richard Jacques. Ooh, okay, yeah, classic Sega. This is going to be good. I'm looking forward to it. It is not classic at all, but you'll find out. <laughs> Thank you. 
Welcome back. You're listening to Battle 4 from the game Sonic Chronicles, The Dark Brotherhood, released on the Nintendo DS, composed by Richard Jacques. So, so Sonic's out of the platforming world. He's, he's not 2D platforming. He's not he's not supersonic racing. He is RPG turn-based battling? That is correct. Wow. So this is one of those games that probably should have gone on my play this list ages ago because I bought it when it came out. I was very intrigued by the idea this is a Sonic RPG, and I never opened it up. I never started it. Uh, and I didn't have time to really get started on it before the episode because, you know, Hell Pie and everything. But I would like to try it. It is turn-based combat with, like, button inputs to get, like, timing right for more damage with your attacks. And if I'm not mistaken with the narrative, you fight aliens in this game. There's no Dr. Robotnik. Okay. He is officially out of the picture. Maybe he comes up as a supporting character or something, though, because, you know, Robotnik wants to take over the world. Aliens can't have it. It's his world to take over. That is interesting. This is very, very interesting. It's almost, It reminds me of Mario RPG in that you're selecting, like, I'm going to do a spin dash against him. You know, like, you're doing, like, you're doing Sonic-type stuff. Well, okay, that's called an axe kick right there. Well, <laughs> Sonic's I mean, doing an axe kick. But it makes sense to me when when Super Mario RPG became a thing, nobody really knew what they were going to do with that. Like, yeah. well, what does Mario do? He jumps. Well, the UI. And he uses his power-ups. I mean, this looks like a, a decent RPG. Like, so... Um, it's turn-based, but then you've also you're using the dual screens to have all of your stats on the other screen. So all of the fun action is shown on on one screen mm-hmm. while the stats are on the other, and it shows you an order so you can plan out like tactically who's going to fight next and who's doing what next. That's pretty cool. Like that's that seems like very uh, forward thinking for an RPG of this era. And it's pretty cool in the sense that it gives. This is one of those things where if it was done right. It gives all the different Sonic friends time to shine because one of the big complaints people typically had about the friends is like, he's got too many friends. He has a lot of friends. But so I never minded the fact that they gave the series more characters to interact with. The problem was the fact that the Sonic gameplay, way the way they coded it or anyway, anyway, wasn't always conducive with the, interacting with these so with these friends. Mm-hmm. Sonic Advance Three did a good job with them, where they had the tag team system. And they pretty much all worked in fairly similar ways. The heroes, they all kind of worked together too, right? Yeah, heroes had that weird three-man team system. Yeah, where you had the speed player, the power player, and the flight player. But they were they were definitely trying something different there, but but, but having them all together and using them, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, personally, I thought heroes was even fun. It was just it needed to stay in the oven a little longer. <laughs> that had to bake a little bit, a little bit, just, still a little uh, soft. Cookie yeah. was a little soft. It was a little soft, all right. Um, but yeah, clipping and just jumping through vines in the frog forest level. Just <laughs> but annoying. with a, a turn-based RPG, you're definitely going to have time with every character. Yes, yeah, which is kind of cool. Like I still have memories of buying Sonic Heroes in the GameCube, being so excited for it because oh, yeah. I like the idea behind it. And I took it out to Chicago to hang out with some friends while I was out there for on a trip. And we were at a party, and I yeah. was playing it in the basement trying to show everybody how awesome Sonic Heroes was. And as more and more glitches would show up on the screen, and things would just clip, so they're like, they're like, this game is not good for me. Like, no, it is good. See? This is the part where Tails carries everybody in the power plant, and it's really cool. The music's great. And yeah. when I got to the Frog Force, I was like, I have to suck it up. This is a pain. <laughs> this, this is a, a pain. This is a problem. Like, when they were, they, my friend was like, you're literally clipping through the vines while trying to swing away from the gator. Like, you're dying because of glitches. Like... Yeah, but you know, but Sonic Sega's do. It's, a, it's, it's trying, terrible. They're trying really hard. They're <laughs> trying that. This is terrible. And, but Egg Fleet is still the level. Every once in a blue moon, I will boot that game up just to do the Egg Fleet stage 
and then I'll turn it right back yeah. off. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Egg Fleet and PowerPoint. There we yeah. go. I, th- I don't think they QA'd all of that game. I think I think they, they gave the QA team a day off. They rushed the game. They, they, they Sonic, to make that money. They Sonic rushed it. <laughs> there you go. They Sonic rushed adventure. Dude. But I, I like the sound of the song. It, it sounds to me more like a Persona, like like mid boss music, you know, which is cool. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if this is a boss theme in the game, yes. so that's that's like a nice connection. Yeah, it probably is. It's Both pr- published it's by Sega, so. <laughs> oh, what do you know? Yeah, it's very. Well, no, uh, sorry, published by Atlas. Atlas, oh, but At- Sega owns Atlas, so. No, what do you know? But no, but, but Richard Jock did a lot of music for Sega, especially on the Dreamcast era. So that makes sense to me to see his name attached to it. Richard Jock. Jock. All right, so we're gonna turn this track down. This this bumpin' tune. Um, I said bumping. Going into an axle kick. No, we're not bumping around. We're turning this track down, and we're getting into axe kick, the bonus round. <laughs> bonus round. The bonus round is where we play covers, remixes, and arrangements on our theme. Um, I'm actually going to play more music from um, an original, actually original music from a game, because this is the game Sonic Spinball Party for the Game Boy Advance, which is just a pinball game with themed boards. But it's also a party. Um, it's also a party. So in Sonic Spinball, it was on the Genesis, like Sonic is the ball, right? And you're, mm-hmm. you're shooting them around. Sonic Spinball Party? No, no, you have like a silver p- pinball ball. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> just a silver pinball. That's all it is. And there's different themed boards. And as you play through the game, there's like a, there's like a, a Robotnik board. There's a Tails board. There's even And then it gets crazy. There's a Samba de Amigo board. And then further into the game, there is a Fantasy Star online board. Really? And so we're going to listen to music from that. So this is, um, it's music from Fantasy Star Online, but then arranged to be like kind of Sonic-y for the game uh, by Tatsuyuki Maeda, Tirohiko Nakagawa, and Yutaka Minabe. Um, they were credited in the game as the sound creators. Mm-hmm. So I don't know who did what. <laughs> so the track title officially called Fantasy Star Online, but Sonic-y for the game. It's just Fantasy Star Online, (laughs) what we're calling it, Uh, from Sonic Spinball Party for the Game Boy Advance.
listening to the Fantasy Star Online board from the game Sonic Spinball Party for the Game Boy Advance. Um, so I know that Fantasy Star Online was composed by Hideaki Kobayashi and Fumi Kumatari. And so now it's arranged by Tatsuyuki Maeda, Terahiko Nakagawa, and Yuta Kamanabe. So, yeah, it's again, it's, it is definitely Fantasy Star Online music, but just kind of like done up a little it's, 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 I don't know, it's just it's a little more up-tempo it's just it's a really fun song it's got like a kind of a house house music kind of feel to it i love the breakdown i love this section a lot i'm definitely bopping to this yeah. it's, it's it's a solid solid track just it's, it's more I'm, it's hard to say for me to feel like it's sonic-y per se it's just but it is lighter yeah it's lighter lighter i, th- I feel like that that kind of sound like the, the why don't that we take part, that yeah, back? Like, I must, I'll take that back. That that vibe does give me a Sonic yeah, Advance feel. Yeah. Because you, well, you, well, you were listening to Sonic Advance earlier, so yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. It's got a little bit of that feel to it. But then right here is definitely Fantasy Star Online. You know. But yeah. You got to play a Sonic Advance game on an emulator if you need to. Just out of curiosity. See what yeah, you I, should give it a, I should give it a shot. I haven't been able to find ROMs. Um, I mean games i should borrow yours i mean technically <laughs> that is a i mean i mean i own it so whatever <laughs> i should get into it um all right so what, what did you find all right so this is actually a cover by someone that i've been learning about for the first time but it's a good cover so i was cool with it um his, he goes by the name of kyle ab5000 this is a rem or rather a cover of the special stage theme from sonic advance 3 and this track title is called interdimensional tornado
<laughs> you jump in the air and punch the yeah, sky. Yeah, that's how it feels, yeah. You were just listening to Interdimensional Tornado, a uh, cover from the game Sonic Advance 3, done by Kyle AB5000. I was very happy with this. I was close to choosing a Ga Metal track, and as good as Ga Metal is, I found myself thinking, I should not just gravitate towards my common loves in this thing. I should start looking for some other artists and it's see what they fun. can do. Like the fact that he's covering all this music that you like already, it means that you have like a very similar taste. He of did music. chaos angel from Sonic advance. Yeah. Nobody did Sonic advance three like that. Except for Kyle. So I was like, yeah, I'm happy. Let's do this. I want to hear what he did. And sure enough, this didn't, this was not a consolation by any means. This is good. That's very good. You picked a really good one. Um, yeah, I liked how it was very how sonicy it was and fast it was. Mm-hmm. Um, very clean. energetic. Yeah, very energetic. Very very good. Um, do you know anything for else about Kyle AB five thousand? I know. I want to learn more about if he's done other stuff. Yeah, well, I only came across him while looking for this track. So, <laughs> well, um, I don't know if I think it's the same person. He's young. His name is Kyle Brook. Mm-hmm. At least same he, guy. At least he was young when he made the uh, when he made the YouTube page. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, from the UK, good on him. I like him a lot. For more information on the artists in the bonus round, go to rhythmandpixels.com. We'll have links to his band camp, his YouTube, everywhere you can get his music, and oh, TikTok, and support the artist. Oh, that chunky Game Boy Advance. You're listening to music from Sonic Advance, Sonic Advance Two, Sonic Events, Sonic. I was going to say Adventure, Sonic Advance Two for the um, for the Game Boy Advance, and also thanks for joining us on episode 33-8. We're closing in at the end of World 33. It's amazing we got this far. Yeah, so so far into this. We're podcast. unlocking a sequel. Wow, this song is just real crunchy. <laughs> I came close. I was going to originally pick this as a normal track, but. I wonder, like, would I have ever gotten around to picking it again, considering that I never even played Ethno Circus on the show, considering, <laughs> and I thought I played it eons ago, but I couldn't find it on any of our documentation, so I'm like, well, I must have missed it. We did a whole, I think we did a Hideki Naganuma episode with Ed Wilson on his show, the VG Embassy, we never played any of that music. Maybe I, who knows, maybe I played. Maybe we played it then. On his show. On his yeah. show, yeah. Yeah, that happens sometimes. I get mixed up, like, on, on other other sister podcasts that we've been on. Yeah, Ethno Circus is a bop that actually all this this is this is probably my favorite track along with Ice Paradise in Sonic Advance 2. Mm. This these games are extremely underrated. It's just a shame that the music is so compressed. No! No! I'm the one of the rare people who feels this way. There's something about the way it sounds on that hardware. I like this compressed sound. I, don't get me wrong. I Maybe it could be better if it was if it wasn't compressed. I don't know, but it sounded good on the compressed state too. I don't know. They're using so many sounds that just sound like static to me, you know. And I think maybe it has to do with some of the um, think of it like when percussion. people listen to the, when people listen to records and they go, it sounds so much better with the crackle. Yeah, okay, that's different, right? It's not. Comp- Anyway, <laughs> it's just the sound. It's like it's just a little the s- extra. It's a little extra noise. This is like. Okay, you know what? That's true. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it to you because I do like the nostalgia of hearing like the crackle and then and like the needle hitting the record and there's like some imperfection to it. You can like the sound. You can appreciate the imperfection of compressed uh, the noise music. and the yeah the compression of this stuff. Yeah, I get that. I totally get that. Um, 
This one's a little rough for me, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little harsh. This one—I I wasn't expecting this much. Like, this is like, a yeah, I think I think it's the percussion. I think there's a lot of percussion. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I think we'll we'll do some more Sonic music maybe before the summer's over. The summer of Sonic. Yeah, because then I guess what would the next phase be? Last year that? was the summer of 16-bit. This would be our summer of summer Sonic. Summer of Sonic. Well, the July of Sonic. Well, I guess August now. But, yeah. So I guess it is the summer of Sonic. Well, our next our next episode, our next released episode next week will be the uh, the Masters of VGM. Patreon edition. Patreon edition. So for our listeners, can submit tracks. This I guess tomorrow is when we're recording the episode. Um, if, if you listen to this episode as it's come out on Thursday. Uh, well, episode comes out Wednesday. We're recording on Thursday. Um, if, but all listeners, you can always submit track suggestions to us for the Patreon episodes. It's not. It's only restricted to Patreon members to view the episode with us, to view the recording. Yes. But, but all listeners are welcome. All listeners are welcome. Yeah, I think it'd be fun to get more submissions, too. Like, it's nice to hear. It'd be nice to say some interesting random names on the show. Like, this comes from Wacky Tabacky 54. <laughs> 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 this comes from No Scope 420. <laughs> MLG Gaming. Yeah, if you have like some crazy name, we'll say we'll say the whole thing. I'll I'll make up one for you. Um if 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 you do have a track suggestion for a future episode, no matter what the episode or a topic suggestion or any other suggestion, um, the best way to get a hold of us is over email. Rhythmandpixels at hotmail.com. And I'm going to keep our Hotmail until it's dead in the water. I still thought that was amazing. Was um, you guys still use Hotmail? I, I was I should have thought that he was gonna, using a rag on us on that. Um, but we That's do so 19 and I own the domain I own the domain for the website what's that website for now rhythmandpixels.com I do at Hotmail <laughs> it's owned by Hotmail um, a subsidiary of Spumco and <laughs> um, the, the full track listing is there the access to all of our episodes is there our, our podcast feed only goes back so far so if you want to listen to Rhythm and Pixels Babies Go to rhythmandpixels.com. We have everything there. We also have a yeah, link. Yeah, make your dreams come true. We sound so young. Um, I want to make a joke about how our voices changed, but I think they have. They probably have. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for definitely for sure. Our, sol- our episodes were definitely shorter in the beginning. I try to say the word like barely less. Barely less. But like, Pretty I don't know. Sometimes I don't. Like, you know, whatever. Um so definitely uh, check out the website. At the top of the website, there is a link to Discord. So if you want to check out our Discord server, where there's a lot of people hanging out, talking about games and game music, um, go to our Discord server. It's right there. The link is at the very top of the website. And if you want to support the show, the best thing you can do is tell people about it. Tell your friends. Hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you're on. Or you can go to Patreon, patreon.com slash rhythmandpixels, where you can get cool stuff like stickers and mugs and t-shirts that are all exclusive to the patreon you get access to a monthly live stream that we uh record once a month which is going to be our, our next episode um and there's a bunch of uh, also some new additional content like the live stream the live show from too many games there's prequel episodes especially tons of them from the during the pandemic the beginning of the pandemic and um, um uh, episode zero is on there there's a lot of, there's a lot of ephemera that you can get to on the Patreon. And we'd like to thank all of our Patreon members who are at the highest tiers at the end of every episode. So I want to thank Brooke, thank you, and frankly Zappa, thank you. You two are number one. Except for the, 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 the Patreon member number one. <laughs> thank you very much, number one. And then also not to be outdone, GameFan44, Kristen. Thank you very much, Kristen. Uh, Mike Myers, that's two names. So that's pretty good, too. You're Come. going on a weird tangent with this. I don't know. 
I'm kind of losing it here. But 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 not to be <laughs> not to be confused with Mike Mars. You have Turtonator. Those words you, sound similar. I was telling you how I was running this morning and kind of got lost in a neighborhood and it's 90 degrees outside. <laughs> <laughs> a little dehydrated. Yes, running right now is brutal. It's tough. Um, um uh, thank you very much, Turtonator. Off person, Fashion 8060. Ooh, more numbers. Uh, uh, Alex Messenger from AVGM Journey. I think he celebrated a birthday. Today is it today? Mm-hmm. Well, wow. today as we record oh, last week. release. Um, happy belated birthday, Alex! We <laughs> s- uh, we'll send you something in the mail. Um, it's a gift from Pernell. Pernell sent something in the mail. What? What? Puppy cook. I don't know. We're adults. You just send him, give him money. Give him send him a check. <laughs> give him a check. <laughs> uh, thank you, Andreas Milberg, Brian Pitt, Cameron Worma, uh, Carlos, Car- Kung Fu Carlito from the Heroes Three podcast. Chris Tienerson, Chris Wisner, a.k.a. Musashi219. The wise guy. Christopher Sandstrom, Chuck Kowalski, Davey Cakes, David Taylor, Enchilada Riggle, Harold Howard, Triple Jeff, Justin try Schneid, and <laughs> Try Jeff. Just try harder, Jeff. No! Tries <laughs> plenty. <laughs> uh, Justin Schneider from XVGM Radio, Keith Shusterman, Martyrus, host of the ReVGM podcast, Michael Bridgewater, Rage Cage, host of the VGMporium podcast, Reinhardt Zelkova, Romancing Sagat, 81, Sleepy S'more, Steve Miller, Taco, Ed Wilson from the VG Embassy, and Zach Thornbach. Thank you all so, so much. Oh, the VG Embassy is also another uh, podcast that you can find out there. All the podcasts that we talk about at the end of the show, they're all fantastic. They're, they're all really, really good. They all have their own spin on um, on game music. Oh, we should also mention... It's uh, great stuff. Uh, VG Emporium actually opened up its own Discord recently, too. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. It's all kind of fun, like, uh, store-themed. Yeah, um, I thought it was funny. He had, like, a section with the chip section. And I was like, I went there not even thinking that this was a VGM podcast going, what is this, about potato chips or something? <laughs> <laughs> it didn't even cross my mind to think chip tunes. Hers potato chip tunes. <laughs> <laughs> I would listen to those and eat them. Anyway, thank you all very much for supporting our show. Um, seeing your names, uh, and, and all you and and many many more, um, uh, seeing you every every week, it just is very very um, supportive to us, and it's it very, truly is very I, motivating to us to do more. Because I kid you not, there have definitely been times in my head where I'm thinking, "Are we out the pasture? Are we too old? Have we? Can we keep in mind in a few months it'll have been I want to say seven years. Yeah, seven years. And in November, I find myself thinking, and I was like. Are we are we out of season? Do people listen anymore? <laughs> and I'm like, but no, we're gonna keep in mind the fan, the the concept is still is fun to record. So yeah. that's all I care about. But it deep down, I do find myself questioning: Do people still listen? And yet, then we have a Patreon. Yeah. Like that that yeah. says plenty. Nope, the children are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Am I out of touch? Am I so out of touch? Um, anyway, it's yeah, it's definitely. Um, I think that too. Sometimes, like, should we pivot to a video medium? Eh, I like doing audio. I'm a radio person. I used to do a radio show in high school. I uh, at W. What are we going to do on a video? Are we going to balance plates? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Um, play games. I mean, Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. Please listen to <laughs> our show. What will we do? I don't know. That, that's that's what it's exactly. I mean, what you're talking about is is probably what we would end up doing. <laughs> It's the per- Robin Purnell Variety Hour. <laughs> I'll get out. I'll get out the acoustic guitar, which I don't know how to play. And you'll get the harmonica, which you probably know don't know how to play. Well, fine. I know you got one relative out there, like a script writer or something. We can get them to write us some episodes content. Yeah. Episodica. Hi, Rob. I'm home. Purnell, line, line. <laughs> What's my line? 
Well, let me draw it real quick. Hang on a second. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Anyway, thanks, everyone, for listening to the show. Um, my name is Rob Nichols. And I'm Pernell. Harry you're Styles. sleepy. <laughs> Harry's, I can't, well, Harry Styles, the time is past. We're not talking about whatever he's related to. He's in love with the potato chip. All right. Thanks, <laughs> everyone, for listening to the show. We'll see you next week. And remember, Sonic goes fast because he's got to go fast for them chili dogs. Uh, but as much as lifetime pressures us to go as quickly as possible, get to the next best thing, let's honestly think about that for a second and slow down a little bit more. Time is flying the heck by. We don't need to fly with it, though we kind of do, because if you stop, you're dead. But you don't need to feel the pressure of the pace of life as much as it wants us to. Take your time. Smell the roses. Embrace the sky. Just stare up into the sky and appreciate the fact that it is there to be stared at. Sniff the grass. Don't step on an ant. Uh, just be in, live in the moment, because you'll, you'll get to a point in your life where you'll find yourself realizing that those boring Sundays were probably some of the best Sundays of your life. Yeah, don't speed run your life. Don't speed run your life. You only get one shot at it. And ain't nobody going for the high score here. Well, some people are. They're billionaires. Anyway, <laughs> enough of that. <laughs> it's, it's growing on me. It's growing it's on me. It's a good song! It's good. Hot Crater! Check it and see! Hot Crater. Check it and see.